The movie education of my five-year-old son continues. Next up, Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Now, Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest takes place in the coastal rainforest of Australia, which is seen to be inhabited by little fairies like Krista, who looks quite like a Barbie doll, and her friend Pips, who kind of resembles a G.I. Joe. All is watched over by the wise old magic loon, a fairy god of the type. You know, this was the 90s. One day, Krista flutters up above the treetops to see an ominous cloud of smoke on the horizon. It soon develops that humans are cutting down the forest and carting away the wood. Krista uses a spell to reduce one of the younger men, Zack, to fairy size. He then falls in love with Krista and begins to understand why it's necessary to save the rainforest. So how does this movie, made in the 90s, 30 years ago, hold up? Well, the animation is solid, for the most part, with good colour design and complexity. Some scenes stand out more than others, such as the whole sequence with Zack and Krista falling in love with the background music. The animation is seamless as the pair jump from puddle to puddle, causing ripple effects and colour changes. Some of the character design leaves a bit wanting. It could have been better with several of the fairies looking a bit like reject dolls. But hey, again, it was the 90s. The story can be quite slow in places and it doesn't hold your attention all the way through. I mean, even my five-year-old started to look around the room during certain sections. However, the film does know how to bring you back and re-engage the audience. The story is really fleshed out with the supporting characters, including a dizzy bat named Batty, voiced by Robin Williams. Batty has been affected by his time in human laboratories and delivers some of the funniest lines of the film. All these trees go. Then come your highways, then come your shopping malls, and your parking lots and your convenience stores, and then come... Price check on prune juice, Bob. Price check on prune juice. Now, the big baddie of the whole film is an ancient creature by the name of Hexus. In the opening scroll, where we get to learn the history of the fairies and the rainforest, we learn about Hexus's uh, past attempts at destroying the rainforest and how through the magic of the seed he was trapped in a tree. Now, Hexus is once again released from his tree to cause havoc on the rainforest, and he's voiced by the amazing Tim Curry. He adds such depth and complexity to his voice performance, and the song that Hexus sings is both fascinating and super creepy, especially when it's matched with the visuals. Let's have a listen to some of that now. (laughs) <laughs> I do believe we are destined to be soul mates. Hit me one time. Hit me twice. Oh! Ah. oh. <laughs> That's rather nice. Boil and grime. Poison sludge. Just muck. 
Slime beneath me, moon. Slime up above. Ooh, you love my oh. toxic love. <laughs> I see the world and all the creatures in it. I suck them dry and spit them out like spinach. Cause greedy human beings will always lend a hand with the destruction of this wetness jungle. And what a beautiful machine they have provided to slice a pack of doom. My sweet breath to guide it. Now, if you've got young children, especially under maybe six or seven, anything below that, the Hexer scenes are some of the most concerning of the Fern Gully movie. Um, for my five-year-old, these were where I was watching him the closest to see how he would react. Um, during that song scene that we just heard, it can be quite freaky, uh, the different transformations that Hexus takes on. Uh, can be really worrying and really concerning. So you need to keep a really close eye on the younger children to see how they react so that you need to do some discussion to put anything in context. Uh, for several frames, Hexus is shown as a black skeleton with a cloak kind of figure wrapped around him. It can be quite ominous. And so putting some context around that for your younger viewers is really important. It's shown again at the very end when Hexus reaches his end and his body starts to break away. Uh, this can be quite alarming as well. Um, my son didn't react. Uh, didn't have any lasting problem with imagery, and dreams, things like that. Um, and so I was lucky in that regard that it probably went straight over his head. You know, much like when I watched it as a, a kid in the 90s, these sorts of scenes, you kind of accept what you understand, and the scenes that are a bit much, uh, they go straight over the top. Um, even though I was still wary the, the next few days, just so I can put context on that. Now, Hexus as a character is not very consistent, I found, especially when you look at it with adult eyes. Um, Hexus's power, it seems a bit weird. In the film, he seems to feed off the pollution of the big machine that's cutting down the trees. And the more pollution he gets, the more power he gets. Now, this kind of contradicts the very beginning of the film where it shows humans and Hexus teaming up. And he seemed to be much, much more powerful then. However, in this film, we learn that once pollution switched off, he's pretty useless. He couldn't do anything, you know. 
After all that time and, and being trapped again in a second tree at the end of this film, spoiler alert, perhaps the fairies should invest in a, a danger sign, a warning sign in front of the tree to just alert everybody, hey, Hexus is here, don't, don't do anything with this tree. You know, might be worthwhile. Another inconsistency or perhaps an unexplained section is the death of the, the old fairy godmother, Loon. As she seems to kind of channel all her energy into a single seed and then kind of vanish. However, this seed doesn't seem to be precious or valued by the fairies. Uh, it's kind of lost. And later, Krista picks up a brand new seed to ensnare Hexus. Is Luna in all the seeds now, adding her magic to them? Did she need to die? I don't know. I'm looking at it through adult eyes. I would say a little bit more explanations needed there, but it's a kid's film. You just go with it. At the end of the day, it's not often a children's animated feature tells a decent story, you know, that has underlying meaning. And it's still able to kind of get that meaning across to the audience while telling a good story. The environment must be protected. Pollution and cutting down trees is not the right thing for our environment. Fern Gully, the last rainforest, does this well and still stands tall 30 years later. This says a lot for a film that has to compete with quality computer animation and movies that flash from scene to scene, attempting to keep its audience's attention. Fern Gully's slower pace and clean animation held the attention of my five-year-old and me, bringing up tons of nostalgic feelings about the film I loved as a kid. This was a great memory to share with my son. Now, a new time that I'm going to introduce on the podcast called Recommendation Time. So, if you liked Fern Gully, the, rain, the Last Rainforest, try that again. If you liked Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest and want another dose of classic hand-drawn animation, these are some other films that you might enjoy. First up, The Land Before Time. A fantastic movie, a classic tale for the family that likes dinosaurs. And while the pacing is a bit slow now, once you get into it, the emotional moments really hit hard for kids. Another one is The Iron Giant. Another cult classic. This film, probably more suited to your older children, as it doesn't lay out the story for you. You've got to do a lot of inferring to gain a lot of meaning for the characters and the journey they're going on. And the last one, probably for an even older audience, is Titan AE. Now, this is a very forgotten animation film, but has really good quality. It tells the story of the creation of a new Earth after the original is destroyed by aliens. Voiced by Matt Damon, our main character goes on a journey to activate a ship that will start it all again and develop a new planet. Now, this, this animation, great sequences, really weird characters that capture the imagination. It's really perfect for those older kids, so you can put all the story into context. Well, that's it for me. Thank you so much for joining me for another week of Movie Interrupted. This week's question is, what is your favourite 90s animated movie? Join us next week for another movie or TV series chat. Bye. Waiting for another episode to drop? 
Tum Drum Media has you covered with a range of podcasts perfect for your daily commute. Why not check out the curious audience? Go in pursuit of the unknown with a yaoi hunter. Find out some dirty little secrets from a sex therapist. Or hear the explosive stories of a rock star performing in a battleground. Find the curious audience on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.